This is the Big Ten Football Focus Podcast. This is your host, Tyler Fessler. Happy to be rocking with you again. Another crazy week of Big Ten action. And we're going to be breaking it all down on the betting preview here. Stay tuned. Cannot wait to get into all of that with you guys. What a wonderful day it's been. You're starting to see snow falling. You're starting to feel the the fall. Now we're changing into more early winter, pre-winter, whatever you want to call it. It is that time of year where it is time to pretty much put up or shut up in the Big Ten. I cannot wait. We have a wonderful show for you guys. Uh, and I, uh, you know, a lot of thoughts, a lot of, a lot of thoughts going into this weekend. And uh, as always, we'd be breaking down the betting side of this weekend. But first, we want to start off with a little bit of... Um, I don't know if you want to call it breaking news because this has been out. Uh, it will be new as of since the last podcast. We're going to be talking about the CFP, the college football playoff rankings, where they have the Big Ten and future Big Ten uh, teams, by the way. We're going to be talking about that. And then we'll be getting into the betting preview side of it, and we'll kind of jump into that. That's kind of what you expect if you're new here. Welcome back to the show. Uh, first off, we're going to talk about uh, the rankings. Now, number one, I, I this is a PSA, I hate top 25 rankings. It, it, it reduces a robust data set to one singular point, and it is a, a collection or a committee that gets to decide this, but I think a lot of times they get involved in what I like to say is groupthink, and they, they sometimes they, they mistake the forest for the trees, and for, for one tree. They focus on one tree over and over again instead of looking at the bigger picture. Uh, so I hate Top 25, and that's why uh, in my other podcasts and stuff, I try my hardest to stay away from Top 25. We've just been so accustomed as listeners, as consumers of college football, oh, it's a Top 25. Uh, even though we have like, you know, over 130 teams, we, we do a Top 25. Who knows why, but it's what it is. Uh, I just don't like it, you know, being boiled down. So I could really, really nitpick uh, some of these rankings. And and we're going to a little bit uh, as far as the Big Ten, but we're not going to get into, you know, Tulane, Kansas State, you know, where they should be ranked and stuff like that. But we're going to be talking about it. So the top four, as you guys well know, by this time of, of listening to this podcast, you have one Tennessee, two Ohio State, three Georgia, and four Clemson. Now, number five is Michigan. Number six is Alabama. Uh, the next uh, closest Big Ten team would be Penn State at 15, uh, Illinois coming in at 16. Kind of uh, interesting ranking there, but nonetheless, I am happy for the Fighting Illini. Uh, like I said, uh, over and over again, I love Illinois. I called it from the beginning, so this is no surprise there. And I, I really think that Illinois is a phenomenal team, and I believe that they deserve to be ranked even higher. Uh, them being 7-1, yeah, they have one loss against uh Indiana, if the the college football you know committee actually watched college football like they claim to do, they would know that that game was even boiled down to one drive, uh, and and I don't want to blame Illinois for for one bad drive. That's that's what it came down to. Uh, Kansas State six and two, uh, Utah six and two above them, uh, LSU six and two. Kind of kind of silly in in my opinion, but we're not going to get into that. We're going to kind of start at, at the top. So when the college football playoff was was first created, it was in my opinion, created uh, for the SEC to have two teams uh, that play each other. It was a big uproar when LSU and Alabama played each other uh, way back when uh, when they played against each other in the national championship. It was a pretty snooze, pretty big snooze fest. Not not real memorable. And uh, 
And so, honestly, I feel like they expanded it based on the fact that, hey, uh, the other conference, the SEC sold the other conferences. Hey, you guys can get, get somebody in. And for the most part, it's been a revolving door of SEC teams, pretty much the same SEC teams over and over again. Uh, but somehow Clemson had snuck in that door. And I don't know why uh, why they, they get a pass. So when you look uh, at the overall ranking, so f- we're going to start off with Michigan's worst game. Uh, Iowa, they won 27-14. to 14. Uh, Michigan State, 29-7. to 7. Penn State, 41-17. to 17. And uh, you take Clemson straight up. They're, they're non-conference, you know, uh, really, really weak. But they almost lose to Wake Forest, 51-45. to Almost lose to Syracuse. Should have lost to Syracuse. I'm sorry. You cannot convince me that that game was not somewhat tilted uh, with, I, I believe they had, uh, Syracuse at one point had like three holding penalties back to back to back. I mean, just crazy calls. Syracuse looked great in the first half. Horrible in the second half. Uh, but 21-7, to pretty close game. Florida State, 34-28. So they've been in a, really, a, a lot of really close games and have a very weak schedule. Now you might say, well, it's comparable to Michigan. True, non-conference. Uh, you know, Clemson did play Georgia Tech, Furman, and Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech's terrible. Uh, Furman, FCS, and Georgia Tech, despite being a Power 5, really isn't uh, much to write home about. Now, I'm not saying Colorado State, Hawaii, and UConn are any better uh, by any means, but I do think that the Big Ten is more difficult than the ACC. And so, just on that, uh, the the uh, complete and total ridiculous ranking that is Clemson at four is just is just mind-boggling especially where Michigan has came back off of last year's championship uh you know top four run uh you 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 have them in at four now a lot of people were surprised that Ohio State is in at two I do think Ohio State I've been saying it all all year long I think Ohio State and Michigan I think they really are one and two honestly when you look at Tennessee at one point I believe when they played Alabama they had 129th worst Pass defense. How are you going to now? Now, how are you going to win? Now you're going to say, well, Hinden Hooker is going to have to play absolutely amazing. He's going to go be Joe Burrow esque 2019 LSU uh, Tigers. It's got to be that good. It has to be that good. And he's playing phenomenal. But I don't feel like Tennessee is the number one team in the nation. Uh, obviously, we have you know we have an, an incredible matchup. Uh, Tennessee and Georgia are barreling towards each other. Georgia will be at home. Tennessee has to go on the road, and so obviously that's going to mix it up a little bit. And it begs the question: to What do we do with Alabama uh, if Georgia wins? Because then we're going to be getting looking at, and then if Alabama beats Georgia, we're looking at a three-way tie, and or you know a two-way. And who do you take? A, you know, a loss against Georgia or a loss against Tennessee, those kinds of things, we get into it. Uh, but it's just really ridiculous that Clemson is anywhere near this. That Clemson is over not only Michigan but over TCU. Uh, really, uh, again, I just feel like it's it's showing the bias. And and really, if Clemson wants to have any sort of respect, go join the SEC or join the Big Ten. I hear they're they're looking to expand. Join it. Put up and shut up, Clemson, because this is absolutely ridiculous. Going and playing in a a conference that is just really weak. I know at times they've been good over the years, but a very weak conference. Uh, 
I don't think they deserve to be number four. And even when you look at, I, I would say the same thing about Notre Dame. Notre Dame needs to join a conference. Let's have it. I, I'm all for the consolidation, having, you know, good football. I think that's what sometimes at times college football lacks. You have Michigan playing UConn. Michigan can play one patsy or one and a half patsies, meaning an easy game. But they don't need to play three. But the way the current system set up, if they don't play three and they lose one, then they're punished. Uh, and that's why Oregon is at number eight. Uh, Oregon, in my opinion, is better than eight. I would have them in at six. Even though Alabama lost to Tennessee, Oregon's losses to Georgia at the beginning of the season. First game, I don't think that they should be punished with that one loss. Uh, anyway, so just really kind of ridiculous rankings. Uh, but, but of course, I think all of these things will work itself out over time. But again, the, the College Football Playoff Committee, I mean, they, they, they sold this idea that we'll, we'll get in. And for whatever reason, Clemson has snuck in as if they're an SEC team and they're not. Clemson would get blown out of the water by Tennessee, by Ohio State, by Georgia, by Michigan, by Alabama, by TCU, by Oregon, and I firmly believe that. I think the closest game that they might get uh, is Ole Miss. I would probably put Clemson all the way down, maybe even out of the top 10. Um, I think LSU being at number 10 is ridiculous as well, but again, we're not going to nitpick too much. But uh, it's really going to be interesting to see when, when Michigan and Ohio State win again. Uh, Clemson, obviously, they'll, they'll continue to win. I, do, I don't think they'll end the season undefeated, uh, but it'll be interesting to see. Again, we have two, I think, two of the best teams, same side of the, the conference, uh, I don't know if the college football committee will have enough guts to put two Big Ten teams in and only one, uh, you know, one uh, SEC team. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. And I think Ohio State, Michigan, I think those two are, have been playing phenomenal football as as shown by the last couple of weeks. And I think both of these teams deserve to be, be in the Final Four when it's all said and done. So, um those are kind of my thoughts. I mean, when you look down, we do have USC, UCLA, you know, joining the, the Big Ten in a couple of years, uh, 9 and 12 res respectively, Penn State in at 15, Illinois at 16, uh, looking really good, uh, Illinois at 16. I would love to see them a little bit higher. Uh, I do think that as they continue to win, they'll they'll garner the, the attention of national media. This is a good football team, and people need to take uh, Illinois seriously, and I do think they are uh, better than, than Penn State, but neither here nor there so let's jump on uh, enough of the rankings again hate top 25 rankings uh have to nitpick them when i can i think that it really should be more more of a, a bubble and when i say bubble I, I really think that uh the expansion of the college football playoff is what's best for the sport we've got to have more meaningful games uh less you know, Michigan, Colorado State, less, uh, you know, Ohio State. What do they, who do they play? Arkansas State this year, Toledo. We need less of that. Uh, we need higher end. We need more Ohio State, Michigan, Ohio State, USC, uh, Clemson taking on Auburn, Clemson playing Alabama. We need more of that in the regular season and not to be punished by those losses because this isn't soccer. We're not we're not going to tie. And that's ridiculous to tie. So I think we need more high-end, more high-level football. But uh, let's jump into the the preview, the betting preview. As always, uh, these lines, we use the Action uh, Network sports betting app. Uh, I like it. I'm going to see lines from different books. You can use it. Download it on the App Store. This is not sponsored. I just think it's a great uh 
utility tool that you can use as you're betting. As always, uh, we kind of like to preface this. If you know someone that has a gambling problem or you yourself might have a gambling problem, please reach out. People are there to help you. don't be betting money that you don't have. Betting is a very, very fun thing to do uh, when you're able to, to win some money. It, it feels good. It, it adds a different element to, to Saturdays and Sundays. But please, if you if you are struggling with any kind of addiction, please seek help. Or if you know someone, please you know help them out. And uh, and we also want to say that these lines obviously are fluctuating. We're going to try to give you the best line possible. Uh, we're going to talk about what we're going to do with those lines. We bet every single game, even though there's some really, really hard lines uh, this week in the Big Ten. We're going to need to talk about that. We're going to discuss those things. And uh, we're going to see what we would do when we're on that line. Just like last week, I, I said, if when I hear Tanner Morgan's playing, I'm taking Minnesota uh, minus 14. That's what I said i said if he's not playing i'm taking records plus 14 you know game time that's what happened when you know the 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 pick so obviously we'll give you some advice as as far as that going and as far as the the rest of the you know the games go so first game up for the big 10 this week uh at noon fox sports one we've got purdue taking on iowa this is a very unique game in that uh, Purdue had had a chance to really seize control of this side of the conference, and they lost two weeks ago to Wisconsin. They were on the road. They hadn't beat Wisconsin in X amount of years, yada, yada, yada. They have to win this game. Uh, I think they are going to. I think that off of a bye, they come out swinging. Jeff Brom is 5-4 and four all-time at Purdue, 10-5 uh, and five all-time in his career off a of bye. I think he comes out. I think he has a really good offensive scheme. I personally think uh, Purdue is going to jump up probably 10 points before Iowa gets one on the board. Iowa just really is not a good football team. They're, they're just boring, and I'm just kind of sick and tired of saying the same old thing. I feel like like a broken record, but I don't think Iowa's going to win this game. On top of Purdue is absolute Hawkeye killers. They've won four of the last five. The line's at minus four and a half. I think Purdue covers that line. I think it's be 31 to 17. I think that Purdue's going to jump out. They're going to maintain that lead, and uh, they're going to kind of keep that cushion. I wouldn't be surprised if in garbage time Iowa got some kind of a backdoor cover, uh, but as long as Aiden O'Connell is, is not turning the ball over, not throwing interceptions, and he is the leader that we know that he is. I think Purdue hands them uh, a loss. The only thing that makes me a little trepidatious as I'm going into this uh, is is that they will be playing Illinois next week, which is basically uh, for the Big Ten West title. Uh, you know, with the birth now. Purdue does have a loss to Penn State, uh, which is the other side. Uh, Purdue also has a loss to Wisconsin, so this would tie them. They would have the head-to-head tiebreaker as long as both teams you know, one out or whatever, but this is really for all the marbles uh, in a couple of weeks. So if Purdue is overlooking uh, Iowa, they very well could lose, but they are kind of Hawkeye killers. I think they win by by more than, a, I think, at least a touchdown. I want to go with more. That is where I see it. And uh, so, like I said, 31-17 for Penn State. The next game up, same time, is Maryland-Wisconsin. Now, this was a difficult game uh, based on the fact that Wisconsin is kind of an enigma this year. Uh, 
Iowa's boring. Wisconsin, at least, has been interesting to me. They have filed, fired Paul Christ, and I'm very interested to see who will be the guy to take his position. Uh, but, however, you know, Wisconsin off of a bye. Maryland's coming off of a bye as well. And uh, the old, there's just a couple things, I think, that are leaning in uh, Wisconsin's favor. Uh, Wisconsin, last time we saw them, they did beat Purdue at home. Uh, they looked very good, very buttoned up, defense-forcing turnovers. Maryland on the road, uh, you know, going to Madison. I just don't think Maryland can do it. Now, the line right now in, in Vegas, um, minus five points in favor of Wisconsin. And really, I would I would hammer that. Uh, I think Wisconsin is going to win the game. I think it's going to be close. Uh, I think Maryland will get somewhat of a backdoor cover. Uh, I have it 27-24 for Wisconsin. This has been a really interesting game, but... You know, Vegas is thinking the same kind of along the same line. And the the biggest glaring stat is that Mike Loxley, the head coach of Maryland, is just one and six for his career coming off of a bye, getting a win. And so I really think Wisconsin is going to handle or handle them. They're going to get a win. Uh, again, Wisconsin's just four and four. And over the next four games, they have to pick up two wins to at least make it bowl eligible. That's what you got to at least get to. The Maryland, Iowa, Nebraska, Minnesota. Minnesota's tough, and and Maryland is tough as well. But Iowa and Nebraska on the road is no walk in the park. So I really think they're going to have to get up for this game. They're going to be so laser-focused. They win. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Wisconsin covers this by if they got like a one by a touchdown. Uh, if it was, you know, 30... Uh, to 24 if they if they did get that cover in that sense i think it's going to be a three-point game um i do i I am excited to see how west uh how maryland responds off of a bye but that is my prediction for the maryland wisconsin game next game up again same time uh 10 o'clock and and that and that's uh out here and uh you know that's 10 o'clock mountain time um my phone for whatever reason set in mountain time so that'd be you know uh, 11 central and uh noon eastern we've got minnesota taking on nebraska a really interesting lines here uh started at minus 10 and a half and has cruised all the way up to minus 16 again as long as tanner morgan's healthy i would bet on the golden gophers uh they are a really good football team i think that uh despite losing to to illinois and penn state and purdue uh i don't know if they i mean they really could win out and go nine and three we predicted at the beginning of the season nine and three would be uh where they were at so i think they're going to win out now they are on the road uh but how they played against rutgers last week I think kind of just carries into this week. I think the momentum's there. Nebraska's playing again. They're playing. They can play with their head, you know, heads down a little bit. They looked good through the first half against Illinois, but just couldn't handle it in the end. Um, I think that uh, you know Mo Ibrahim for uh, Minnesota just runs all over them, all over Nebraska. Nebraska loses again. Uh, unfortunately, Husker fans, it just gets uglier. I think they fall to three and six, and they're looking at Michigan, Wisconsin, and Iowa coming up, you know, next. Uh, but again, I didn't really expect a winning season. We said that they would be teetering. I had five and seven at the beginning of the year for Nebraska, and 
it's kind of where I think they're going to end up right now. That would be right about where, where we thought they would, and that was with Scott Frost. This is without Scott Frost. I think, uh, I think they lose again. Uh, so that's kind of our uh, our prediction for that game. Uh, I'd say twenty-eight to seven. I think Minnesota covers that line, and uh, I think uh, you know as long as Tanner Morgan's out there, we're going to be betting on him. If for whatever reason he isn't, I would then take Nebraska with the points. But uh, that's kind of that's kind of where we're at. In the next game, this is by far the hardest game to, to predict uh, just because of what I saw last last game, and that is Ohio State taking on Northwestern. Northwestern, uh, one of those teams where I bet for them, uh, they don't cover. I bet against them, and they somehow get this crazy cover. Uh, last game against Iowa, I was like, for sure, it's, I think it's going to be such a defensive game. Iowa puts up 33, and if Iowa can put up three, 33, I think Ohio State can definitely cover the 38.5. I think it's going to be 49-7 to seven, uh, for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Normally when I get these big lines like we did at the beginning of the season, I didn't think Ohio State would uh, would cover the 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 Arkansas State line, and they didn't. And I don't even think they covered Toledo. I'd have to go back and look at that one. Uh, but I just think that you know, Big Ten opponent. Uh, Ohio State, even though they're on the road, I think they just kind of throttle up. A lot of people are going to be talking about them. They are the number two in the team in the nation, but they were sleepwalking through three and a half quarters in, in College Station uh, against Penn State, and I think they're really going to go out. They're going to prove, they're going to go out with a little chip on the shoulder. They're going to prove that they can beat down on on a bad team, and they, I just think they're going to kick uh, Northwestern's teeth in. They really should have got that backdoor cover, uh, Penn State gets a touchdown. They kind of stopped playing by the end because of what happened. And Ohio State's defense stepping up was a big indication of why I'm betting this. Uh, I've had questions all along about Ohio State's defense. I think uh, it's going to be very interesting uh, to watch them if if it continues or if it was just a one-off game. But I think the offense gets back in sync. I would take Ohio State over Northwestern. Uh, we just have three games remaining as in, in this betting podcast. The the next game up, and you want to know what? Shout out! Uh, we ran the analytics on all of our our listeners. Biggest pocket that is listening out there in Illinois. We love you, Fighting Illini. So let's talk about it. We've said uh, we're basically becoming a Fighting Illini show. I don't care because I predicted it. I thought this team was going to be frisky. I thought they're going to make a run this year, and I knew Brett Bielema was going to do it. So let's keep on going. Uh, they're taking on uh, the Spartans of Michigan State. Uh, the line opened at minus 14 and a half. It's cruised all the way up to minus 17. Why I think that Illinois is going to cover. Uh, Michigan State's been kind of mired in, in controversy this week. Uh, obviously with that ugly video coming out at the end of the Michigan-Michigan State game. Uh, I don't think Mel Tucker, uh, Mel Tucker's defense can handle the run and that is what Illinois is going to do. They're going to shove it down your throat. The only thing that gives me pause, again, same thing like Purdue, is is Illinois, can they focus for this game, get up for this just this game, not look forward to Purdue, uh, and that would be the only reason I don't think they cover. I think they're going to win this game outright. I do not have any faith in Sparty. I love uh, Illinois in this game. 
And I would say 35 to 10 in favor of Illinois. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, uh, Urbana-Champaign is going to be going crazy. Uh, again, fighting Illini, we love you. I might, if they make it to the Big Ten Championship, I think I'm buying an Illini shirt. Uh, I've cheered for them all season. I've talked about them all season. You guys have been supporting this podcast, and we love you out there in Illinois. So continue to support, because we're going to keep on talking about it, because this is honestly... Illinois is probably the third most interesting team behind Ohio State and Michigan so far to come out of the Big Ten this year. Very, very excited to, to talk more about them. And, uh, I, yeah, I, they're my favorites to win the West. Uh, I thought they were going to be good. Didn't think they would be this good. We were. We said they were going to be frisky. Uh, they're they're proven, uh, proven out on so many different levels. So uh, I think Illinois wins 35-10 to 10 and covers that minus 17. Last couple of games, Indiana Penn State. This game doesn't really do much for me. Uh, Penn State kind of just got their world rocked in the end of last game against Ohio State, and it kind of you know makes me pause to think like, hey, maybe they'll you know feel bad. They're not going to be focused for this game. I just don't think Indiana is that good of a team. We have bet Indiana a couple times this year, and uh, I, just, you know, they are coming off of a bye. Um, uh, Tom Allen two and four off of a bye. I think that they lose to Penn State, even though Penn State is on the road. I think Penn State redeems themselves. They see where they're at in the college football rankings. You know, you only have two losses, uh, so I would say Penn State wins thirty-one to seventeen. I think they, you know, they cover that. Uh, Penn State played very well. Looks like they're getting their defense a little bit back on track. Uh, they have, you know, four games left. All all four games are very winnable. Uh, that would push them to 10-2 and two if they win out with losses to only Michigan and Ohio State. And that's what you're hoping for. Um, you know, at least you get a double-digit win season. You're going to be going to a really good bowl game. Uh, hopefully you go to 11-2, and two, win that bowl game. You're feeling great about yourself. Uh, but I think Penn State does, does, does take care of business. Uh, in Indiana this, this next week. And then finally, we have the Michigan-Ruckers game. Now, Michigan Rutgers have had kind of an interesting uh, history. You look back at last year, 20 to 13, Michigan kind of a little shaky there. Uh, 20, 20, 48 to 12 in, in three overtimes, Michigan beats Rutgers. Uh, the year before that, 52 to zero. So the last couple of years, Rutgers has kind of gotten the, the not the better of Michigan because they've lost, but they always kind of give them a scare. And so when I saw this line at, at minus 26 and a half and it stayed at that, it's like, what does Vegas know that I don't know? But I do think that this Michigan team is so much different than Michigan teams of the past. Uh, you know, they're not losing to, to to Michigan State. They they did beat Ohio State last year. They did make it to the college football playoff. I think this team is, they're good. And, uh, you know, barring crazy injuries or, or anything, of that sort, I think uh, Michigan beats them. I'd say forty-two to seven. I think they cover the the spread. Uh, I do like Michigan on the road. They don't really have a ton to look forward to uh, over the next couple of games. You got Rutgers, got Nebraska. Um, as long as they're not sleepwalking, I would say you know they cover it. And uh, they covered last, or they did not cover last week. They they were really close to covering though uh, against Sparty. I thought it was a rivalry game. That's why we we bet it. But uh, I think that they cover this number. I I don't think Rutgers is. is really in a position to to really put up too much of a fight against Michigan even though they are at home so this has been another edition of the uh, the Big Ten 
football-focused podcast. Of course, we love all of our supporters. I know we gave a shout-out to all of you out there in Illinois. We really are grateful for the listeners. We're going to continue to grow. Uh, we want to talk about interesting uh, people in Iowa right now. Iowa's just not interesting, but we want them to be interesting. We want to talk more about them. So what I'm hoping is that they kind of get this thing turned around. They get it pointed in the right direction so we can talk more about them. Same thing out there in Northwestern. We want to talk about you. Uh, it just depends on how these games play out. I would love to have a crazy upset. Could you imagine if Northwestern beat Ohio State? Pandemonium in the, in the Big Ten. I might do an emergency podcast that night for you guys so you get it Sunday morning, get it a day early. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Crazier things have happened in college football. I saw a kick six. Never thought I'd see that. That was absolutely incredible. So... And, and, and so many other crazy games. So uh, thank you for your support. Obviously, across the board, we're continuing to grow. Uh, reach out to us at Big Ten Pod uh, on Twitter. We're more than happy to take in uh, all of your questions. I want to get into that. We did a couple of uh, user questions on Monday when we talked about the Michigan-Michigan State. A lot of people want to know the thoughts, and uh, we'll continue to monitor that situation to see if anything comes of it and uh, the other big news around the Big Ten. Thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful week, and have another great Saturday of Big Ten football.